Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. Amy and I are so excited to bring you this incredible guest today. We have been all about talking about, you know, work-life balance and all things that can uh, improve your well-being. We love talking about topics like that on this podcast. So we're excited to have for you today an incredible motivational speaker. Her name is Georgia Woodbine, and she's done so many things to help so many people. So I just want to give a little background on her. Uh, She's been featured in media outlets such as the Daily News, Huffington Post, Rolling Out Magazine, and Sirius Radio XM. She's created curriculum and lectured at the Learning Annex, which is one of the premier producers of seminars, lectures, classes, and workshops throughout North America. She also has an extensive marketing background working in the entertainment industry with Def Jam, Polygram, WNYU Radio, WQHT Hot 97 in New York, uh, Black Enterprise Magazine, and the Apollo Theater. Uh, She's lectured at numerous corporations, organizations, colleges, and universities, developed a curriculum based on her book, How to Choose Your Career Path, Charting Your Success, uh, and lectured at numerous school districts and colleges. I mean, as if this isn't enough, (laughs) She's also produced and launched online masterclasses, uh, Create the Life You Love, How to Turn Your Passion into Profits, and How to Write a Book in 30 Days or Less. She's authored several books and was the recipient of, was it 2018, Georgia? Young Black Entrepreneurial Awards uh, Businesswoman of the Year. So I introduce all of you, (laughs) Georgia Woodbine. Yay! Oh my gosh. You know, when I hear all that, I'm like, gosh, I did all that? Wow. <laughs> time time flies. <laughs> you do all that. And obviously you're amazing. So we cannot wait to hear what you have to say today about creating a life that you love and that you're excited about living. So I don't know if you want to start with some of your points that you like to talk about. We're ready for it. Just bring it to us. <laughs> I don't know. Well, when most people say, who is Georgia Woodbine? I'm a change agent, I'm an author, I'm a speaker, I'm a lifestyle transformation coach, and newly realtor. (laughs) So that's who I am. And, And most people don't even realize, but you know, people tend to create an invisible lid in their lives. And that really prevents you from living your best life. And for me, my clarity began about maybe 16 years ago. And, you know, I was a single mom. I was in tons of debt. I lost my home. I lost my car. Um, I was working in unfulfilling careers. 
and I was dealing with some extreme health issues. So I think that for most people, when they start to feel like their back is up against the wall, that's when they start to dig deeper and try to figure out like, who am I really? You know, the most important question I think I ever asked myself is, why am I here? And when you start to ask yourself those important reflecting questions, that's when that transformation begins. That's when the peace begins. That's when you start feeling like, wow, all these years, you know, think about it. When I was born, somebody gave me a name. When I started a job, somebody gave me a title. You know, we're always living in a society where people put so many labels on us. And we don't really know, like, who is this person underneath all that stuff, the exterior. So for me, that's when it really started to, to, um, to show me that, wow, I have potential. Wow, I have skill sets. Wow, I have passion. I have, and then, you know, I started to connect the dots. And that's when it really started to make sense for me. And I'm sure you ladies, you probably experienced that same thing, even with starting your business, you know, together, working from home, being able to have more time for family and things that are important to you and prioritizing your life based on things that are important to you. And we no, did. Yeah. Go ahead, Amy. I, I was going to say, it's funny where you said the invisible lid, because there was a point where Laura and I both reached in our careers, obviously at different phases in our careers. Laura's been practicing law for so many more years than me, but we both were just feeling stuck. And like, we didn't even know if we liked practicing law anymore. We went to school, we wanted to be attorneys for so long. And we just were so upset with like where we were in our career that we were like, wait a second, is, do we not even like to practice? And it's funny because I would have these conversations with my husband and then something would happen on a case and I would be like invigorated again. And he'd be like, it's not the practice of law. It's something else going on. You need to start like figuring it out. And if it means very shortly before Laura and I went out on our own together, if it means making a change, then make the change because you are really excited about this. You just have to ask the right questions. So you are, I mean, it's spot on. Like what you're saying here is that when you have to get curious and figure out like, what is it that you need to shift in order to be happier? And sometimes it's really tough to answer those questions though, right? And like face that truth. It yeah. is so hard. And we asked ourselves so many times, like, why am I doing this? What am I doing here? And like Amy said, like, do I still want to practice law? You know, we both have kids. Mine were very little at the time. And I, and I would say to myself, like, Georgia, you said, like, what am I doing here? What is my purpose? Why am I still a lawyer? Do I want to be a working mom? Like all these things that are really hard to ask yourself. But I have found unless you, and you, Georgia, you can give me your thoughts on this. Like, unless you're brutally honest with yourself, it's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the hardest part, right? I mean, for me, I think, and, and I think as a life coach, you know, a lot of my clients, they come to me and, you know, I always say there's three types of people in the world um, that I've come across as a life coach. One, misplaced achievers. 
Those are people that have great potential, great ability, but they're misplaced. They're on the wrong job. They're doing the wrong thing. They're not tapping into their passion. And so therefore they feel they're not making enough money. And they're also feeling miserable because they're like, why am I doing this? And it's not bringing me fulfillment. So those are misplaced achievers. The second group of people I've come across is successfully discontent people. Those are people that are well, yeah, I'm making good money. I, you know, money's not an issue. I have everything I want materially, but I still feel like something is missing. I'm not passionate about my work. Those are successfully discontent people. Then you have that third category. And the third category is the hardest to be a part of. Why? Because those are successful achievers. Those are people that, that's the very few number of people that have actually figured out what their passion is, what their gifts are, what their natural abilities are, what their skill sets are. They've connected to the dots and they've learned how to get paid for something that they love to do. So I always say you can't change what you don't confront. So if you don't know what category you're in, how do you approach it? How do you move forward? It's so important. It's so important. And so can you walk us through the steps that you took after you, like you said, had your back against the wall and had to figure out, okay, what am I doing here? Absolutely. For me, the transformation began when I started writing in my journal, like even how I became a writer. You know, I always say your passion is always tied to something that comes natural for you. You know, people look at you and you say, oh, you have a knack for that. Oh, you're so good at that. And you're like me. Oh, it's nothing. That's your gift. That's your natural ability. That's something that separates you from other people. And when I began writing in my, jur my journal, that's when I started to get really clear on my life path, meaning that, you know, I realized that all of the things I've been through, all of the experiences that I had, that I could actually use this to become creative and have purpose and expand. And that's when the life coach thing came because I mean, that's something that I did in high school, giving people advice, you know, looking at things differently. And like, I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, all of these things that I've always been doing and I never thought about, well, how can I really make this a career for myself? You know, like I said, you cannot change what you don't confront. And so, like you said, Laura, you have to start asking yourself those really important questions. And the biggest barrier between where you are and where you're trying to go is your mindset. Your mindset. That is what stops you from being the best person that you could be, meaning li living fully, living in your highest potential, or staying stuck, is your mindset. It's what you tell your mind. And, and there's two basic mindsets that, that mindsets that shapes our lives. There's the, the fixed mindset, and the growth mindset. Now, the fixed mindset comes from the belief that my qualities are carbon stone. This is all, this is where I'm gonna end up. This is all I know how to do. And this is where my life's gonna end. That's having a fixed mindset. Now, when you have a growth mindset, that comes from the belief that your basic qualities are things that you can cultivate through work and effort. So I'll give you an example of these two different mind states. A fixed mindset, prefers to be in the familiar. You know, they stay in that territory. I know this, I'm used to this. You know, I don't like to be challenged because it's too hard. Or if someone else succeeds, they feel threatened. That's when you know you have a fixed mindset. Now, a growth mindset 
embraces challenges, you know, embraces new opportunities. They like to try new things. You know, they like to be challenged because they realize, wow, as I'm being challenged, I'm evolving, I'm growing, I'm becoming better. And guess what? If you succeed, I'm inspired. You inspire me. And that's how you know you have those two different mindsets. It's so funny because I would say, and Amy knows me better than most people, I would say like years ago, I was more of a fixed mindset. I love, loved my routine. I went to college, went to law school. I knew what I wanted to do. I started at the firm I wanted to start at. And I was like charting my path, like the typical, like, you know, law firm associate doing what I was supposed to be doing, billing the hours, doing the work and just like trotting along. And then when I had kids, you know, it started to become such a struggle for me. And I started to struggle with my identity. Like, am I a lawyer? Am I a mom? And what am I doing with myself? And so it was at that point in time when I was really in like a struggle for what I felt was my identity that my mindset started to, to shift. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it was because you was forced to shift the mindset because of this, you know, where you were emotionally, where you were mentally, you know, you trying to figure out, well, how am I going to, to balance it all? And it's so important, true self, you know, finding true self. But people are like, well, what is true self? True self is, like you were saying, it's your true identity. It's who you were really born to be. And sometimes when people put their impression of what your life should be, that becomes your identity. And mm-hmm. you don't really know, like, no, that's really not me. Because you know what? I have this, I have that, I have that. And that's when you really start to rediscover yourself. And part of of transformation of true self is rediscovery of self. We had, I think we had this a kind of epiphany to Laura and I, because I was the same way that Laura's describing. When I was growing up, school came very easy to me. Studying was really not existent because I just picked up materials and I just like went with it. And everybody validates you when you have that ability, right? They tell you, Oh, you, you know, you're smart. Oh, you're going to be so successful. Wow. You can accomplish everything. And you ride on that wave until the point where you're challenged and you're like, wait a second, I'm not the smartest person in law school. What is happening here? Like I've been told my whole life that this is what it is. And then you start to like re-examine that entire identity. And for Laura and I, I think the biggest thing was starting this podcast for us. Wow. We, We were like, we were at this point where we we're like, we want to reach more women like us. We want to reach more moms that are in the thick of it, wanting to build the business, wanting to have multiple hats, not wanting to feel stuck or like being told, like you said, this is what your position is. This is the impression you're giving off. This is the person that you are. But I was terrified. Like Laura will tell you, I was like kicking and screaming. She was like, okay, our deadline is we have to record by X date. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Everybody's going to think we're crazy. We're, we're two lawyers that are like podcasting. What is happening? But deep down, it was like one of my like dreams to be able to reach more people and to be able to have a platform like this. And you, I needed somebody like Laura to give the belief and say like, if we're loving it, and we enjoy what we're doing, why can't we do it? 
what what is holding you back like the impression of other people what they're going to think like no people are going to like it the people that want it and need it are going to gravitate to it and it, but if it's a mindset shift you hit spot on that those are the hurdles that you have to overcome totally georgia how do you coach people through that transition if you will does that make sense yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I deal with my clients is like, you know, because it's always about setting goals, right? And knowing what it is that you want. And I, I always ask them, what is the one big thing in your life that you want to change? Because sometimes when they say, oh, I want to change my job, or I want to change how much money I make, or I want to change my relationship, or I want to change my weight. And I want to, and it's like all these things, it can be overwhelming to somebody. So I always start with, what is the one big thing that you want to change? And work on that. It's almost like you're working your way backwards, like you're setting goals. You have a, a three-month goal, you have a six-month goal, you have a nine-month goal, you have a 12-month goal, and you're working your way backwards because you're working towards that annual goal that you have. So all the things that you do daily is going to help this goal that you're trying to reach for the year. So it's always about you know starting small. You know, I always say the greatest gift that we will ever have is the gift of choice. We have the gift of choice. We can choose. We have the freedom of choice to be mindfully aware of how we can create the experiences that we desire. It's about being mindfully aware and, you know, understanding that, you know what, life's a journey, you know, Sometimes things don't work out the way that you want, you know, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's part of the process. And I think that mainly with my clients is teaching them that transformation can only truly begin once you start letting go of preconceived notions of what you think happiness is. What is true happiness? It's, mm -hmm. it's preconceived notions. It's letting go of anything could be difficult, but it's always about changing your perspective. There's a famous quote that I love by Dr. Wayne Dwyer, and it says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Oh, I love that quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So good. Can you talk it's a little so bit true. more? Can you talk a little bit more about journaling though? Because I love that you started this transformative process by journaling and I feel like it's such a powerful tool and I don't know like if I don't even know if I were to sit down and start to journal like where would I start what would you want your clients to do when they first set pen to paper what do you want them to start journaling about in order to try and like unlock these thoughts and this mindset so I'll tell you guys I I, I came up with a, a product that this actually changed my life it's called the Create the Life You Love Vision Planner Journal. It's like a vision board. I'm sure you ladies know about vision boards. Yeah, a vision board is something that you put with um, things that you're trying to create, things that you would like to see in your life. It's, it's words, it's, it's visual, it's just it's pictures, it's words, it's, it's everything. So I said, this changed my life, you know, doing vision boards and writing down goals and all of these things transform my life. So then I decided I'm going to create a product to teach other people how I transform my life. And it started with, of course, positive af 
affirmations, okay? <laughs> These are positive affirmation stickers that comes in this journal, and I'm going to offer a discount to you guys, um, audience. Oh, awesome. And so it's, it's about positive affirmations. Why? Because positive words change your mindset. It helps to help you combat negative thinking. You know, they say the average person has between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts a day. And of those thoughts, 85% is negative and 95% is repetitive. So How it's about- is that? Yes, yes. So sad. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh. But the negative- Having a negative thought right now about that. <laughs> <laughs> like that is just, oh, that's so sad to think. To put that in crazy perspective. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. So it's about affirmations. It's about changing your mindset, right? And another piece that I love, it's I don't have uh numbers or dates in here. So you you go as you choose to. You can have this calendar for however long you want. You put the month, you put the date, you put the numbers in. It's unlimited. I wanted something that I didn't have to recreate year after year, that right. this could be used at any point in your life. You know, sometimes you feel motivated, sometimes you don't feel motivated. Guess what? You can go back to your Create the Life You Love Vision Planner Journal. And then what's important to me so much is about the mind map, okay? So you said to me, Georgia, how did you start changing your life? It's it's starting to, to come up with, with ideas and notes for the week of, of your mind map, of what it is that you're trying to create. What are some things that you're grateful for? You know, most people don't realize this, but to, to, to create the life you love, you also have to be thankful for the things that you have. So what are some of the little small things that make you feel good, make you happy? You know, for me, it's, it's, it's doing shows like this. It's sharing my information. It's sharing my story of, guess what? I wasn't always in this place. Guess what? I had to lose some things. Guess what? I went through pain. I went through struggle. I went through confusion. I went through chaos. But guess what? I was able to come out of that. And so that's what it's really about. So writing down, I have here your affirmations. I don't know if you guys can see it, but it's affirmations, it's your goals, it's your task for the day. And this is what really helps you to create the life you love because out of sight, out of mind, when you have something in front of you, when you have something that you're able to track yourself and say, okay, well, what did I do today? Oh, I want to create whatever. I want to start a new job or I want to start a new show or I want to do this. Okay. So what did you do today to move in that direction? So it's really about holding yourself accountable. And that's really crucial when you're trying to um, set goals is to have a buddy partner that can hold you accountable for your goals and say, okay, well, what did you do today? Like you said, you and Lauren, you guys were, you had each other's back. It was like, well, what did you do today? Well, what did you do today? And, and that kind of helps because now it's like, you know, this person's going to ask you about it. So you're like, okay, well, I better have my answers. I better have something there. <laughs> so it yeah. forces you to be accountable. Don't you ladies agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, we definitely, I mean, we're so blessed to have each other as, you know, friends and business partners for a variety of reasons, but we do talk about our goals. And when we started our firm, we had a vision. And so we touch base with each other. We meet, we plan every month. And so, you know, we do keep each other accountable in that way. And I think that that's huge. But one other thing you said, when you're planning and you're tracking things, I think once you get into that mindset, it makes, because look, life is full of obstacles. Like just because you change to a growth mindset doesn't mean you're not going to have stress. 
and obstacles and all these things in life, right? So I think that when you're following a plan like you have just outlined, it may, when you do have those struggles and obstacles, it makes it a little bit easier to navigate through them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does. Because, you know, you always, you have to think about like, how do you really create the life that you love? And to do that, it has to do with having mental toughness because like, think about this pandemic, right? A lot of things were changed for so many people. You know, so many people started businesses that they never thought they would start. You have the choice to allow it to paralyze you or liberate you. So you have that choice in any situation in your life, whatever it is that you're going through, you have the choice. Like we talked about earlier, it's the the gift of choice of knowing that I have the decision to decide how I'm going to deal with this. Like even in the pandemic, you know, how did people deal with getting through it? And and part of, I think that it was, it was definitely a, a wake up call for people, the pandemic, because it was no more business as usual. It's like, wait a minute, you know, I'm going to be forced now to look at what have I been doing with my time? You know, have I been spending time with my family? Have I been chasing the dollar? Have I been unable to to reach or to spend time with family? And it really forced people to start looking within. Georgia, there is definitely something that I want to touch upon in terms of the fear aspect you were just talking about, about the fear of moving on, the fear of doing the next thing. And um, we were talking offline before about how I really had a a fear of making the transition from the former office that I was in into business ownership. But obviously seeing Laura do it before me, she paved that pathway. It felt a little more reassuring, but like Laura will tell you, we had so many conversations where I was like, Laura, how in the world can you do this? Like, what about a paycheck? What about security? What about clients? What about all these things? And I was so afraid and I let all of these fears kind of put that invisible lid on me. And ultimately it was just the encouragement and the accountability from Laura, like that really helped me. But like, what are some tips that you give clients about breaking through that fear? to get to the other side, to live that like life that you're capable of? Like, what would you tell a client in that situation? So a lot of times with my, my clients, I tell them my own personal experience because for me, like I was saying, I was at a job um, working 12 hours a day. I was feeling underpaid, undervalued, underappreciated. And I actually passed out, like fainted on my job from de- dehydration. Oh, wow. And I, you know, and And for me, that was a huge wake-up call when it starts to affect your health. And stress can affect your health. You know, people don't look at it that way, but it can absolutely affect your health in so many different ways. And so for me, I was hospitalized for dehydration. I remember I took some time off from work and I remember, you know, HR reaching out to me saying, oh, you know, when are you coming back to work? And I think I was out for like, two months. And they're like, well, when are you coming back? You have to give us a date. And I was like, really thinking about it. And I was saying to myself, do I really want to go back to that toxic environment? You know, do I really want to go back to feeling, I mean, I would go in the bathroom and I would cry of just being so unhappy in that space. And as you were saying before, the fear of 
leaving something that you think is set, but you're feeling all these negative emotions is not healthy. It's very unhealthy. And, you know, you have to pull yourself out of that situation and say, if I could, you know, it's always about if I had this, how would I feel? Like if I was in an environment where I felt I could use my skill set and I felt I was appreciated and I was valued and I was paying, getting paid the money I deserve, how would I feel? And it's focusing and lasering on those emotions and those feelings. And once you start to laser in on that, then that's when that fear starts to diminish. I always say there's like two voices always going through your head, right? It's that negative voice and that positive voice. And sometimes you have to turn down the negative and turn up the positive and say, well, why can't I do this? Or why can't I move out of the situation? And there's another quote that I love by Dr. Steve Maraboli. And it says, the universe doesn't give you what you ask for with your thoughts. It gives you what you demand with your actions. So your actions is what changes your situation. That is so good. So good. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I love that so much. Yeah, it's always about your attitude. It's about your action. It's about your habits, right? Let's talk about habits. You know, we get so stuck in bad habits that it's so hard to see your way out of something that you, you want to create. Now, like you asked me before, what are some of the things I share with my clients to help them on this path to transformation? And it's creating a mission statement for your life. You know, a lot of times you hear companies have mission statements. I'm sure you guys have a mission statement for your company. You know, non-for-profit organizations have mission statements. You need to create a mission statement for your life because what happens is when you create a mission statement, you're not all over the place. You know, your life will start to make sense because now when you have created this mission statement, you know why you do what you do. You know why you're going to spend time doing this. You know what you're going to say no to. And so your life will start to make sense. So for me, I'll share my personal mission statement. And my mission statement is, I, Georgia Woodbine, am here to empower, motivate, and encourage 1 million plus people to transform their mindsets, to change their lives. So now that's my mission statement. So that means that everything that I do in my life has to be tied to my personal mission statement. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think that when you talk about a mission statement, most people don't think about it in that context. When you hear mission statement, you think business, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And to have one for your, your, your life, I think is an incredible tip um, that would be useful to so many people, especially at, and I'm sure you can tell us if you find this with the people that you, that you coach, um, this time of year in particular, the new year, people set new goals, you know, new year's resolutions and all these things. So do you find that? So now January's over, we're into the second month of the year. Where are people at? with their goals, with their missions. I mean, it's like, you know, people fall, start to fall off track at this time of year, probably because they don't have a plan like you've been talking about. Do you find that um, with people at, as you know, the months go on after January? 
Absolutely. I think that's probably the biggest time too when people join gym memberships is because it's like, yeah, I'm going to get in shape this year. I'm going to do this this year. And then they get that excitement and then it kind of just like as the months go by, kind of like dwindles down. So it's really about understanding that once you accomplish things that you want, you're going to have a need for something else. So what is it that most people want in life? It's to be loved, right? Mm-hmm. It's to be appreciated. It's to be accepted. It's to be respected. And oftentimes people strive for external things to fill mm-hmm. those voids. And it doesn't fill those voids. So it's really about looking at what your motivation is behind what it is that you want to create. What is your true motive? Why do I want change? Why do I want to get out of this relationship? Why do I want to lose weight? Why do I want to change my career? Why? We go back to that most important question to ask yourself. Why is it that I want this change? And once I have this change, how will I feel? And if you start to focus on how you would feel in those emotions, that's what's going to motivate you to create the change. Because now you're focused on, if I had this, this, and this, and this, this is how I would feel. A lot of times people say, if I had a million dollars, I would be so good. I would be okay. I wouldn't have to worry. But that's not true. Because it's really about your motivation for that money. Like, what is it that you would do that would free up your time that would make you feel good that you had this money to take care of everything that you needed? It's, that's really what it's about. It's about what do you really want to do with free time? What do you really want to do with your life? So it's really, like you said before, Laura, asking yourself those reflective questions and knowing your why, you know, your motivation for what you do, speaking affirmations, as we talked about before, positive self-talk that's so big in helping you attain your goals, prioritizing your life, you know, based on what's important to you. You know, I think for me, when I felt like a a load lifted off of me is when I learned how to say no. And, And sometimes people look at that as harsh and say, how could you be so cold? It's no, I'm not being cold. I'm being honest. Honest does not have to be cold. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and when you learn to say no to things, that removes a lot of stress from your life. Because if you're, you're cert- used to being like a people pleaser and every time you feel like, oh, well, this person is depending on me or, or this person relies on me. Now that's a big burden to carry. So learning how to say no to things that don't align with where you are in your life, learning how to look at your circle of influence, looking at the people that you're attached to and looking at what kind of energy they're bringing into your life. And listen, let's face it, sometimes it could be family, sometimes it could be friends, sometimes it could be people very close to you, but you have to know and determine like how much time you're going to spend with this person because if this person is pouring negative energy into you, you have to you know, reduce, I'm not saying eliminate because of this family, you can't eliminate, right? (laughs) But you could reduce the amount of communication time you have with this person. You have to look at your energy. Your energy is so important. You have to look at what kind of energy you're allowing into your space. And your environment is so huge, right? Like Amy and I talk about this all the time. Your your environment is, is so important because we came from an environment that was so negative 
toxic, you know, all the things. And once we changed that environment, everything changed for us. So it matters, right, Amy? (laughs) Totally matters. I also am so curious to hear your perspective on balance and what that means to people. Because I think that we hear so much about you know, work-life balance and that everything kind of needs to fit and that there's this balance means that there needs to be like an equal distribution of work and personal life and all of this, how it all fits together. I would love to hear your perspective when you, when you say how to live a well-balanced life, what that actually should look like or what you define balance to mean. So Balance for me started when I began to meditate. And that was about 15 years ago. I started meditating. Now, like somebody said to me, oh, you know, meditation, it changes your life. Yeah, 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 whatever. It doesn't work for everybody. But I actually started to do it. And I, you know, I started doing it like five minutes a day and then 10 minutes a day. And then now, I I mean, I could meditate for hours in total silence. And what it did was it created clarity. It created focus. It created balance. For me and having that time, you know, think about it. We're so inundated with so much negative energy and negative media and negative news. And you have to have that time to pull yourself away. You know, even as mothers, as wives, as sisters, as daughters, as we have all of these roles that we play in life and you have to have some time for yourself. And when you meditate, that is time that you have for yourself where it's it's nobody else. It's just, it's just you and yourself and the questions you're asking yourself. And you have to face those questions and say, listen, you know, what is it that makes me feel good? What is it that makes me happy? And for meditation, it's like most people say, well, Georgia, how do you, how do you meditate? There's no, there's no right or wrong way to meditate. It's, it's really about going into a space. And some of the advice that I give people with how to get that balance and how to get into that space is to use things that relax you. It may be jazz music. It may be classical music. It may be soundscapes, you know, it may be nature sounds, whatever it is that gets you into that space of just breathing. And the breathing part is what really helps you to meditate. It's taking those deep breaths. It, it relaxes you. It gets you into a space of oneness with yourself. And, you know, just having that time to, to self-reflect. So for me, that's where my balance started was having that meditation be a big part of my life. And, and I always tell people, like, meditation is the best thing that I've ever discovered because it, it really shows you how powerful you are. It, it just gives you this, this intuition. It gives you, it, and it, it also helps you with like, like for me, like I know when to respond to people, when not to respond to people. I know when to communicate because that inner guidance, it's, it's your inner guidance system. It's, it's your navigator. It, 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 it helps you learn to deal with situation. It gives you so much clarity. Like you can see past things. I mean, I can meet people. Um, my mom has psychic ability. I, I don't know if I do, but I do have something with when I meet people, I can read them. I can pick up certain energies about them. And you guys could probably relate to that. Like you could pick up certain energies and you feel things and you can see past the surface. You see past what is in front of you. And when you meditate, you can learn to do that. I mean, 
I, you know, some people say, well, you know, it doesn't work for me. That's because you have to invest in it. You have to invest in it like anything else that you do in your life. If you're talking about creating the life you love, you have to invest in creating the life you love. You know, you have to start to do things differently. You have to start setting goals. You have to start looking at your habits and saying, what are some things that I need to change? What are some things that are bringing me negative energy? What are some of the relationships that I need to pull away from? What are some of the goals and the daily practices and techniques in my life that I need to start um, applying? What is my attitude towards my life? And what do I need to change about that attitude in my life? Such, such amazing tips. And it's so funny because I typically can't sit still, right? Like I'm a very active person. The only time I'm really sitting still is when I'm at my desk. So for me to, I started meditating probably about seven years ago or so, maybe six years ago. And it's like you said, like it, for, you can't expect that you're going to meditate for five minutes and your life's going to change because that's not, not how it works. You have to keep doing it. And listening to Amy knows, Amy laughs at me because I get like, and George, I think we've spoken about this previously. I just have like intuition about people and I get feelings about people and circumstances. And I usually like, when I tell Amy that I have a feeling about something, she's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> she, she'll tell me, she'll be like, I have this gut instinct that X is going to happen. And it's like, oh, here we go. Just count down the minutes. It's coming. Laura has a feeling. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't recognize any of that until I really started focusing on like spending time in silence and listening to my own intuition. But that took, that took time. And so, like you said, it's an investment. You have to make the investment in yourself um, in order to listen to your intuition and, and learn uh, more about yourself and how you can improve your life and develop better habits. Uh, but I think Amy's starting to get some or has some of that intuition also. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm starting to. I had somebody tell me that I have pretty good intuition when it comes to like understanding energies and people a little bit more. And then I need to start trusting it more. And it's so funny because you sit there and you're like, oh, it's just another thought that crosses your mind. Oh, well, maybe it is. And when Laura started really doing her reflecting and her stillness around her thoughts and like trying to figure out what they actually meant. And then the fact that they actually were correlating to real life things, I was like, okay, I need to sit in stillness. I need to really evaluate the thoughts that are crossing my mind every day and start listening because we are sometimes our best source of guidance, but we don't want to believe that. We, like you said earlier, Georgie, you're like, everybody always looks for this external validation and these external sources of your happiness and your love and your, your, you know, gratitude and, and affirmations. But if you start listening inward, you can also reveal so much about yourself and your life and the path you're supposed to go down and all of that. I Absolutely. love it. This has been an absolutely incredible <laughs> conversation and I'm so thankful and feel so blessed that you spent this time with us today and are sharing your thoughts and guidance with our audience. Um, I want people to be able to find you. Um, mm -hmm. So can you tell everybody where they can find you, your website, social media? We'll also put all of that in our show notes too. 
Absolutely. But first, I do want to say that I want to share a free gift with your audience. It's the five secrets to turn your passion into profits. And it's a free guide. And if you go to my website, www.georgiawoodbine.com, click on that link and you will get your free guide today. And you can Google me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. You could, I'm everywhere. So once you put in Georgia Woodbine, you'll be able to find me. But, you know, if I had to leave a last tip on everything that we talked about is to always know, always know your why, always know your why. Your why is what directs your path. It, 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 it teaches you how to conquer your fears and overcome your obstacles and recover from your setback and step over roadblocks. If you know your why, that is your motivation. That is what keeps you focused. That is what, you know, brings your passion alive is once you know your why. Well, Georgia, thank you so much. We really appreciate thank the time you you've spent with us today. Um, we thank everybody for spending time with us today and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.